0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the detroit lions and by this end of this episode so will you we got the one and only legendary Lions safety benny blades here again uh ready to talk some football lions football they hit the practice field today benny um helmets and jerseys uh, we'll actually be having some actual practice maybe even some pads next week so right around the corner benny how you doing this week
0: I am doing wonderful this week, Derek. I am ready for some Lions football. I'm ready to watch, talk, and I just want the Lions fans to really come out and believe in what our Lions are doing. I don't like this whole you got to have 10 days of a walkthrough before you can actually start running and doing the actual football stuff. I don't know how that's going to play out.
1: It's the ramp up, Benny. They need like weeks now to ramp up because of all this craziness that's going on in the world. But you said you want people to believe in the Lions. How how would the people spell
0: that maybe? You always spell believe B L E A V. You got to believe in the Lions. <laughs> because that's just what we're going to do all season. No doubt.
1: B-L-E-A-V right here on Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. So, Benny, let's jump right into it. We don't mess around here on the show. I want to throw this at you. So the new defensive coordinator for the Lions, his name is Corey Unling. He showed up to the Lions facility, uh, you know, when they actually got to finally come back. Rocking a Tupac shirt. I mean, this guy has been a he's been a DB coach, which I know speaks to you basically his whole career. He's never coached a defense, but he's wearing a Tupac shirt. He shows up. He he, he seems to have a great connection with the players. He cares about the players. I, I don't know what to think about this guy. Him and Patricia seem to get along well, but I'm curious to see, you know, his first time um, as the man. But I wanted to know from you, what connected with you when it came to a defensive coordinator? What worked? What, what excited you when the guy got up in front of the room and addressed the
0: players? i tell you what, a lot of times uh, the best defensive coordinators, they come from, I don't know why they come from defensive back coaches. Because most defensive back coaches understand the game from the back of the defense. I always tell people, you win the game, yes, from the defensive lineman, but if you don't have the ultimate back end, then, I mean, especially in today's game, you, know, you if you don't have good cover skills, you can't play in today's game. I mean, so having, having that great defensive coordinator is, is, is what we're going to need. And so I, I'm like you. I don't know much about Mr. Corey uh, Unlin. But um, that, that was a, a, a nice segue him coming in with the Tupac, you know, Tupac motto was all eyes on me. And, <laughs> and that, that's what he wants the guys to understand that. Look, the eyes need to be on him. He's going to be the, the, the focal point of us moving forward defensively. And you, you only win games by shutting people out as a defense
1: all eyes went beyond this defense no doubt about it and uh i think that's just street cred right off the bat you know he just has a connection with the players did did you did you know the previous coordinator, Paul Pasqualoni, Benny? The guy was about 90 years old. I mean, yeah, he'd been a coach at a lot of different levels, but I always felt like he was just a friend of Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia did him a favor, you know, because Pasqualoni got him in the coaching fraternity. And I never felt like he had a very good connection. It seemed like, you know, not the game had passed him by. But I am excited about this new blood coming in and uh, and also working with DBs. You know, he'll be able to work with Okuda really well we've got the safeties we already talked about so i'm excited i'm just a little worried because we all know when you've never done something before and it's your first time it, it takes a little while we don't have any time we got to win rate right, right this
0: year benny yeah but, but 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 look there look here's what happens you know we're so used to keeping that old reg- regime around you know i mean there there's not too many dick labose that's left in the national football league Okay, and he—I think he might be 118 years old. Dick LeBeau is probably one of the best still out there, and uh, I mean Paul Pasqualone was good in in his time. It almost reminded me of uh, one of the defensive uh, coordinators I had, (laughs) and uh, when um, Mister Hank came, he started speaking in front of the uh, defense. And he had like a hundred and eight different coverages, and we all looked at him and said, "Man, we ain't playing no hundred and eight different coverages. Ain't eh? but three coverages you are gonna play: man-to-man, zone, and kick their ass. That's the, that's the only defense you're gonna play." And so, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, that's awesome! I'm, I'm I'm very 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 excited to see what uh, Mr. Corey does. I, I really am.
1: Did you, did you specify a couple things that, that really hit home with you? Because I know sometimes players, like especially that first team meeting, uh, new defensive coordinator in, in a year like this where they haven't seen this guy face-to-face, they just had these meetings. Like was there something when a coordinator or a head coach walked in the room Turn, turned on the projector back in your days the uh overhead projector but um and started talking to the team like is there something that got you fired up or right away you're like yep this guy knows football or yep i respect this guy cuz he pushes me like how did all that work
0: well here here's what back in my day if a if a coach came in and i really didn't take too hot to those rah uh, rah guys, yep. I mean, you want me like I told you. My my best uh, coach that I, I've had in the game as a secondary coach was uh, Lenny Fonts, and he was an exes old guy. There, he can draw anything up on the on the on the uh, di- di-
1: white <laughs> projector.
0: Yep, and and we just believed in what what he was putting up there. A lot a lot of coaches don't really know the game in and out and so you you look at them you go okay okay who are you who are you related to who got you this job and and, it, and it's sad that you may feel that way about a coach and a lot of times you know when you you don't have that confident confidence in your coach you play that way you know i mean you don't have to be as a coach all up in a, a, a player's face when you know exactly what you're talking about you know i mean you you could come to the sideline and you can go on over you can talk to him man to man he's gonna take out his little whiteboard and he's gonna tell you everything that he sees and everything that you should be doing see a lot of chess matches go on on the sidelines during the games and you want that coach to be your eyes on the sideline because Things move so quickly out on the football field. And for you to have a coach that knows the game inside and out, that's that's what you want as a player.
1: Okay, so, yeah, that's interesting to me. So, yeah, when you reach the highest level, this is what I've always thought. Like, you know, you guys want a coach, right, that is going to still really push you. I mean, you you know the game. You, you work hard. A lot of everybody that does that reaches the NFL level, but you still want that coach that is, you know, has the the knowledge, you know, that you're still trying to gain as well as as much as you do know in regards to coverage, defense, how to play the game. You, you still want somebody that can can draw up things to challenge you um, as, as well as. Just kind of something else to work on. Is, is that what so that's what connects most is like, hey, that's something new, or hey, I never looked at it that way before. Or, hey, I you know, I thought I had my technique, but I can even work on that little thing he told me. That that's kind of what sinks in the most. Well, that, not... that
0: that's 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 the difference. I always tell people, and we had a great special teams coach, Frank Gans. He says the difference between a special player and an ordinary player is that extra that player that does the extraordinary things. he gives a little extra he used to call it lanyap and so as a <laughs> player you want that coach to also give you a little lanyap to challenge you to be better every practice in every game. A lot of players like I say they, they take that uh, direction from their coaches. If your coaches lay back most time, the players are laid back. You don't have to always be that rah 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 coach. You can calmly tell a guy exactly what to do because it, it's a respect thing both ways. What? A, and so that—that's that's what a lot of oops, sorry. Great players want to see.
1: What's the line yet? What did that stand for? Or, or, tell me a little bit more about that.
0: That—that's that meaning? little extra, you know. Look, a, a lot of times. You, you can go into a meeting room, and the coaches will know, oh, well, he's only going to be here when the meeting's over with. But when that coach comes back, it's that kid that's going to give a little bit extra in the weight room, a little bit extra on the practice field, a little bit extra when everybody's going home. What are you doing to make yourself a better NFL professional player? It's a Lalagnap. That's what they call it. A little extra. Just a little bit extra. And that's okay. what makes extraordinary
1: players. Okay. I like it. Uh, one other thing, and then I got to ask you about college ball here in a minute. But uh, So you say you don't like a rah-rah guy. Did a coach ever get up in Benny Blades' uh, face or call you out in regards to your play? Uh, Maybe you had an off week. Maybe uh, you coasted through a practice. Did anybody ever get after you? Or or what was the way to motivate you if they wanted a little bit more? Because I I know you brought it, but I know there maybe was a a day or week or a time or two maybe where uh, you and a coach had it out.
0: I guess I've, I've never had to have it out with a coach. Only because of the fact they, they they just knew that every week I mean I, I'm, let me tell you a quick story. I didn't practice all week long and of course it was before the Green Bay game and because I had the flu you know we all we everybody in America knows the flu can kill you, okay you know. I didn't practice that Monday. I didn't practice that Tuesday. I didn't practice that Wednesday. I was really, really, really sick. I came to the facilities on that Thursday when they were out practice just to get my temperature checked and check in with the trainers and everything. And Wayne comes in. He says, it don't matter. You're still playing on Sunday.
1: <laughs> so so oh, yeah. that,
0: that just let me know that, you know, take a little bit more antibiotics because no matter what, Come Sunday, oh, yeah, you, oh, you're playing. So there, there, there was no, have to know rah, rah, rah with Benny Blaze because look, I, I was going to suit up on Sunday. It didn't matter. Sunday, Saturday, Monday night, it didn't matter. I, I'm suiting up.
1: All right, so, so let's take you out of the equation because I got to push this a little bit harder then. So a lot of times coaches, <laughs> the, 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 the struggle they have is they either – You know, are the players coach, which they just put on the country club, they got the easy practices, they're they're joking and laughing, or you got the hard coach that's trying to get the best out of you, but, but players don't like him. You know, if, if, if we're not talking about you, what do you think with your teammates back in the day? like Corey Unling is supposed to be much more of the player coach. I call him the good cop, you know, where Matt Patricia is going to yell at you, which you uh, entertain the people with last week. That was a tremendous uh, Matt Patricia take that you had last week about how he comes after people. So I think he'll still do that where Unling is much more the joke, you know, get to know you. He, he talked a lot about wanting relationships with his players. Did, did you want a coach that cared about you off the field and, or was it more just like, hey, this is our job? Well, like, like, coach.
0: <clears throat> like I told you, Derek, I the best coach I've played for was Lenny Fonts. His brother was Wayne Fonts. Lenny was that laid back, you know, come and talk to me. I'm gonna treat you like a son. Wayne was the media could say whatever they wanted to say about Wayne. Wayne let players know exactly where he stood with him. If he had to get in your face, he was gonna let you know. You didn't play up to expectations this week. He didn't have to do it in front of the media, just like, much like Matt Patricia. You didn't have to do that in front of the media. But he let you know, because the only person that ever had a perfect game in Wayne's eyes was at number 20. Everybody else could play a little bit a little bit harder, and so that's what we always expected. But when you got a guy like Lenny, that said, you know what, let me treat you like my, my son, let me bring you into, into the film room and let me show you how you can get better at maybe covering a guy, tackling a guy, just lining people up the right way. And that's what you, you, you need, that balance. Good cop, bad cop. Now, Matt Patricia is going to be Matt Patricia, okay? Okay. Unfortunately, we we don't need our granddads on the sideline. You know, I'm I'm not talking about our old defensive coordinator. But the thing is, this young kid, he's going to have to get those kids to believe in him. He's going to have to. I don't care, you know, when when you're talking at the safety play, at the corner play, he's going to have to make sure he gets the maximum effort out of each one of those guys and make sure that they play up to the level that they need to play it It's, it's not about, you know, just jumping on Mr. Okuda when he comes in. No. Teach him the game of football. See, people always say, well, he's been playing football since he's been in the low league. The NFL is a little bit different. Teach him the game. There's, there's different little nuances that people don't know about that NFL game that needs to be taught.
1: Yep. All right. I'm with you. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to wait and see if this is a nice mold of good cop, bad cop. Maybe Unling can bring in a couple new wrinkles. You know, Patricia's obviously still going to run this defense for the most part. I think most, most everybody that's a Lions fan thinks that, but uh, I'm curious to see what he's going to bring. I mean, he's he's done some interesting things so far, but it's a crazy off season. So we'll see what he's got when they kick the ball off here uh, early September benny this next topic i mean college football it's it's been a it's been a sad week for me i got to say the big 10 my michigan wolverines they pulled the plug on me they folded up shop i mean jim harbaugh said hey we, we got our stuff together we want to play ball it didn't matter they still canceled or moved it to the spring whatever they did i i want to know from you benny played. how do you play
0: spring ball
1: i don't know we're still trying to figure it out there have been some unique ideas to to do it in a new crazy way just for this year but i don't i don't know that i'll see any michigan football in 2020 or early 2021 but benny my question to you is like what if what if we don't get any football from this school this year i mean are you going to be able to handle it and you know what it is it's all about it. It's all about- Are you going to be okay if we don't Derek, have if we don't have Miami football Derek, this year,
0: Derek? <laughs> yes, sir. Derek, we're not going to even talk about that. We're not going to talk about that because the U is going to play no matter what. That's why I'm glad that they play in that ACC. I don't care if we going to have to play the SEC. The U has to play, or oh, I don't think anybody in my house is going to be able to deal with me. I'm look. I need the University of Miami to play like I need to wake up every morning. I just need it. It's, it's just, it's that breath of fresh air that you wake up and say, mm, it's you time. It's that like you time. But Benny, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I need that
1: same air for my go blue Michigan Wolverines, and and it was taken away from me. So I'm trying to I'm trying to prep you in case ah, this happens. Ah. I'm trying to give you the music, no. get you excited, but you might not hear that music. It won't
0: be. It will not be taken away from me. <laughs> it will not be taken away. The um, ACC is going to play just like the SEC is going to play. Yeah, just because. The University of Michigan is not playing. Hey, just think—you you, don't—you don't get a chance to lose Ohio State this year. Oh, Benny, Benny, that's a, that's a low blow
1: here on the show. I thought I thought we were I thought we were becoming good buddies. I thought I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought you were on my side. Oh my goodness! I, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, hey,
0: Derek, I had to put that in there because look, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Chris Billman and William White is loving that plug. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. It's fact. I got I got I got to admit, but man, I mean, like I say, still the winning is program, still uh still winning 10-11 ball hey. games a year. I no, mean, no, no. You, you don't want me to pull I up mean, Miami's records you, the last you, 5 you 10 years. You guys keep a year.
0: going back to the 1800s. <laughs> no. Nobody still, played ball back then.
1: <laughs> I'm going to right now. We're still winning double digits and almost making the championship. Where where oh. where's the U at
0: these days? <laughs> They're not pulling many doubles, hey, so I'm just letting you know. You can come at me. But... Look, but but we all every program gets what? They get battle tested rivalry weekend. Rivalry weekend, we are still in the tops. Rivalry weekends. We may lose against the lowly of the poor, but rivalry weekend, I don't know. We rise up to the challenge that weekend. I don't know about you, you go blue. They may not like me anymore and as uh-huh. a Wolverine fan. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You it, guys it, gotta ride to the occasion and, and at some point. Gee, when? Enjoy enjoy
1: this, all the people of Michigan and Detroit. Uh listen to Benny Blade's rag on the Wolverines. <laughs> well, I'm all I'm trying to do is play some fun music for oh, you. Oh no no, no no you know, no 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 look, look,
0: Anytime Derek's gonna talk about by you, baby, no that that can't happen. Now that I know look, I ain't got nothing. I told you, I want to be a Michigan Wolverine. Right. But you uh-uh. Don't jump <laughs> on my you, baby. There you look, Ed, I tell people, we're the only team in college football. You say the you, they know who you're talking about. They're not talking about the University of Mexico, they're not talking about Utah State, they're talking about the you. Everybody knows who that is. <laughs> Everybody! Uh, all you got to say, I go to the U, baby.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to help you out because you're you're going to be all excited. You're going to be thinking that you're above all these other schools. You're above the COVID nineteen, and then it's going to come back and bite you. And you're going to be just like me. You're not going to have. Oh, don't say that either. You're, the U you you're, you're, ain't
0: going to have hey, nothing to you about Derek. all year. You're, oh, man, I'm you're just, killing me. Excuse me! Oh my God! No, I'm trying me. to you're help you.
1: Me. I'm trying you're to. I'm trying to let you know no, that no. they haven't done it yet. That doesn't mean it's gonna not happen. So you you got to be ready for these things, Benny.
0: No, I look. It's it's almost like trying to prepare yourself when 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 a, when a, when a, a child or, or a parent leaves this earth. I can't do it. I can't. Pre- my I can't wrap my mind around it, Derek. Okay, I can't do it. Not now.
1: Benny, let me ask you this. Do you want me to play play the music one more time? Because you might not hear it the rest of the year. Do you want me to play it again?
0: Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me.
1: Benny, I got to admit, though. One of my favorite parts of the show is when you drop the you, baby. It's, It's one of my favorite parts of the show. When you drop that at least five times a show.
0: Because you you, you you know it. And, and that's that's why I'm telling you. That's why I need, need, need the Lions to get back on top. They can't stand me down here. They can't. Because I'm not a mullet fan, so I'll never cheer for them. So I need my Lions to get back on top, baby. So it's about that you and about them Detroit Lions. And I I'm, oh, I'm a winner all weekend. I'm a winner, baby.
1: All right. Well, I I think you're going to get fifty percent of that because I do think the Lions are going to play football. I do think the NFL is going to go. I think we're going to get some Ws. Hey, hey. The, the just, other side. Skip
0: past that right there because my Hurricanes are playing.
1: Okay, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see because uh, college football. I can't believe they did it, but they did do that this week. So fun fun talking that. I I do hope your team plays. I do hope we do get some college ball, but now, you know, you know it, we we just don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So. I'm I'm
0: gonna tell you what, what 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 they're doing now. They're putting that NCAA on notice because a lot of those conferences now don't have confidence in 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 Big Brother anymore. They're like, wait a minute if a doctor or the medical people said you're letting these kids go back to the universities to go to class but you' but you're not allowing them to play football what what sense does that make?
1: no sense that that's why everybody is is confused yes. because like there's so much on the line these players want to play and I guess the medical people and the the presidents just said no. You know they they got liability they got all this other stuff that we don't care about we just want to see football the players just want to play you know people are, are are back you know practicing you're not seeing like crazy spikes or i'm surprised they didn't just give it a shot and if it went crazy sideways then they were like hey we gotta call this right. off but instead they just called it off didn't even give it a game you know that's that's the crazy part so well, i don't yeah, know and then that
0: that that's that's the part I don't I don't understand because you didn't even give it a shot at working, right? You just says no. Well, Connecticut first came out and said, well, we're not gonna play. Okay, I don't even know I don't even know what division UConn plays in. Okay, then all of a sudden, you you get, in to me, the Big Ten is I thought was, one of the leading conferences right after the SEC. And all of a sudden, they said, well, "Well, no, we're, we're thinking about not playing." So then they brought along the Pac-12 with them. I'm like, come on, don't don't do that. But that's why I'm I'm glad the SEC and the ACC is, is turning standing firm right now. No, we're gonna give this guy we're gonna give it a go. And if if October rolls around and the numbers are spiking, then we'll we'll cancel it. But at least the kids have gotten the chance to play the game of football.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's some strong opinions from Benny blades. We had some fun back and forth college ball. You know, that's going to get him all riled up, but Benny, we got to take our break and we're going to come back and we got to talk. Uh, I got some football questions for you. We're going to talk about kind of a, uh, you know, what makes a good football team in your opinion. I want to get your thoughts on what are the key positions in your mind, either on defense or on both sides of the ball. And we'll talk more about, uh, other things within the game that I think that people really like hearing from you. So everybody who will take a break, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe In Lines listeners. Now I got a question for you. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated. You never use it. That's exactly the type of system simply safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. It feels good to fear less. What's going on, everybody? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Please remember to hit that subscribe button. Share this with a friend. Let them know. Believe B-L-E-A-V and Lions is the podcast to check out, especially once we actually get our football back and can talk uh, actual games, opinions. I'm sure Benny's going to have some thoughts once he sees these boys on the gridiron. And I got some questions for the one and only Mr. Benny blades here today. So Benny, my first question to you is in your opinion, what what makes a good football team from a mindset perspective when you're talking about like a good football team, what do they do in practice off the field from, you know, the player's perspective that actually gets W's or makes a good team. Uh, we all know you need players, you need talent, but what's the mindset got to be like to win at a high level?
0: Well, here's the mindset that needs to happen, first of all. I always tell people from the youth league level to the collegiate level, I mean, you can get away with just having just raw talent when it comes to youth league and high school. But when you get to the collegiate level, your mindset needs to change because there's so many talented kids that get to the collegiate level that – Only one, maybe 2%, will make it to the National Football League. So that's number one. Your mindset has to change in practice. See, people always want to talk about game day. But if you have a kid that's a slouch in practice, he's going to play on Sunday, Monday, or Saturday afternoons the same way he did all week in practice. It's not a light switch that you... Okay, game day, boom. I am now going to go 100%. I always used to tell people the great Barry Sanders did better moves in practice than what the world ever saw during the games. Hmm. Because that was something that he was always 100%, 100%, 100%. He would come through the line and he would sprint 30 yards. Job back to the huddle. See, that's not something that you wake up and you say, Okay, we're gonna play Minnesota on Monday night football. Okay, Barry, you didn't practice all week long. Let's see, can you get hit an eighty yard run? No. That is something that all week long you gotta your mindset has to be that look, I'm gonna practice mentally exactly what I'm gonna do during the game. That mental preparation is the biggest battle that a lot of, a lot of young kids don't understand. It, it football is, you know, they always say it's 10% physical, 90% mental. And a lot of people lose that that that, that mind game. Yeah, so, I like- I like I mean, that a lot. I,
1: I think like when you talk about the greats of the game, you know, we've seen, you know, you go to, you go to the NBA, they just had the last dance. It, w- it was so great to see Jordan in practice, how, how much he, he kept his teammates accountable, as well as, like you say, he's trying to dominate and win every drill, every uh, shooting game, every scrimmage, every, everything in practice. So when you get to the game, it is, you know, the easy and the fun part. So I, I'm right there with you on that. I think that it does come from day in, day out bring in your a game so that when you when the lights come on bright it's just like you know it's the fun time it's time for you to display your skills rather than some of these players you know they show up they waltz through practice they don't want to work hard and then they wonder when it's the fourth quarter and the plays you know the games on the line why they why they drop the ball or why they why they fumble because the ball's not tight well probably because you didn't have it tight in practice you know what I mean
0: so there you I go. think I think that's uh and, and, and that's what up, I was telling you about that's why we have to start winning in the fourth quarter, yep. and you win in the fourth quarter by visualizing that mentally during practice all week long. What is it going to take? Am I going to make the big play when it comes to me when the game is on the line? That's, that's something that, you, well, uh-oh, the ball's in the air. My eyes has gotten big as, you know, the, the plates that's on, on a table. And next thing you know, I didn't visually see myself during the week making that interception. So when, he, when he's when it's right there in front of me, I don't make the interception because why? I didn't visualize that all week long. And that's what happens with a a lot a, a lot of our young people in at the end of the games. They don't visualize themselves winning the games.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think I think you hit it on the head. Mindset, you know, starts uh, in practice, starts in the meeting rooms and then goes on to the field. So Benny, this one's uh interesting to me uh, Let's start with defense, since that's your side of the ball. What are the key positions on defense? And, and and I guess I'm curious when you played, like, what you viewed as, like, your key spots that you wanted to have really good players at. But I know you're up on today's game as well. Like, maybe has it changed, and what positions now do you think are the most key on defense? Safety, probably. No. Linebacker.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> What do you think? People always, people always, the game hasn't changed from nineteen oh one to two thousand twenty. You win the games up front. I don't care who you are. I don't care how how many Pro Bowl cornerbacks you have. If you don't have a guy pressuring that quarterback on, with a with a good with a great, not an average pass rush, but with a great pass rush then he's leaving that corner out to cover too long. So it makes an average secondary. I'll be the first to tell people all day long. In 1991, and you can go throughout the history of the Lions, when they had um, Bubba Parrish, they had Big Country, (laughs) you know what I mean? They had William Gay. Those guys dominated the defensive line. So it made it easy for those guys on the back end. You can go to my times when you had Jerry Ball, Robert Porsche. Those guys dominated up front. So it made it easy for me and Chris Billman to run sideline to sideline and just beat up on people. See, people forget your defensive line is the key to, to a, a defense is being successful. The same thing on offense. I'm gonna flip on the other side of the ball. If you have a weak left tackle, right tackle, and a weak center, you, you're not gonna win. I mean, you can get away with average guys at the guards. That's not, not, not saying they have to be average, but if those three positions that I name along the offensive line aren't great skilled players, then your offensive line is going to suffer. I mean, that's going to, in turn, make what? Your quarterback have to rush his throws. Receivers can't get down the field because everything with a quarterback and receivers are what? It's timing, 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 timing. And so when the timing is thrown off because those guys can't protect, then there's a problem. And so that's why when you, when you see Aaron Donald, okay, and then every time we go and play, uh, now, the Chicago Bears. What do they say? If they don't block Khalil Mack, it's gonna be a long day. Mm-hmm. And and that, that, that's those are the positions that you need. I mean, people can say what they want to say. I I I, will, I, I love to say the safety in the cornerback position because I'm a, I'm a former defensive back. But I, I know games are won up front. I, on both sides of the ball. It's won well up front.
1: Yeah, you uh, you surprised me a little bit with that, but not really because any any GM I hear talk, any NFL guy, you know, they all say that uh, it starts in the trenches, you know, up front, however you want to define it. I I agree with that, and and I love trench guys. I love you know the tackles, the center, like you you said on the offensive side. I love my defensive tackles, defensive ends, but. I mean, we don't have time for a full-blown back-and-forth argument here, but to give you the counterpoint, like, the game has changed. Like, uh, there's, there's fast skill guys at, at tight end now, at running back that you didn't have back in the day, and you got to be able to cover. So if you want my quick analysis of what I think the premier positions are, offense, you know, it's left tackle, it's, it's wide receiver, it's quarterback. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball, it's defensive end, first and foremost, to pressure that quarterback either from the end or to be able to get pressure coming inside. And then I move to my corners. I got to have elite corners, one or two of them, to be able to cover all these crazy receivers that are out there in the game today. And I'd love a guy in the middle of my defense to call the defense that can run, hit, and tackle that can be a captain and make all the calls and plays and things like that. So those are those are kind of my key spots that I'm willing to pay and that I think, you know, really are the most important, but I agree with you that it does kind of all start up front, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with with your assessment, Mr. GM, about, you know, the the other players, but if you don't have that Khalil Mack kind of defensive end slash linebacker that can, instead of a quarterback having five or six seconds to throw the ball, when you tremendously cut down that by half, I mean, Khalil Mack's going to give you uh, three, four seconds to throw the ball. So you got to have that great left tackle to block him, play in and play out. So, you know, I, I I'm I'm in total agreement with what you said about you know having good corners to cover all these you know nice receivers. Yeah. But you know, it, it still boils down to those those, those defensive ends and left tackles.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Now, now, Benny, I want to put you on the spot here. That you can you can pass on this if you'd like, but I'm giving you the chance. Is there a player on the Detroit Lions that you want to throw at me? Throw me a name. Throw me even a position group if you want that you want to know more about. And I'll give you, I'll give you, this is like where you're asking me a question. You can ask me about a player or a position group and I'll give you my thoughts. That way I'll continue to, to educate you on the new lions because you educate all our fans on all the great stories and all your great experience. So is there a player or group that you want to throw at me today?
0: Here's the position I, I really am going to be watching this year. And that's the running back position. Oh, love it. I'm really, 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 I mean, people keep, Telling me about this this kid from Georgia. He's gonna be a star in this league. I'm 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 waiting to see. So you 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 tell me who's gonna be taking over that, that 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 running back spot. I'm I'm really gonna watch that this year.
1: Benny, how about in, in five minutes or less? I'll give you a breakdown of the whole running back room right now. Want me to do that?
0: Okay. Yes.
1: So I I'm glad you picked that position because that is the position the Detroit Lions have just struggled with mightily since number 20 hung it up i mean it everybody acts like the running back position in today's game means nothing you can just find them anywhere on the street pick them up um no, I, I i've always disagreed no, with can't. it i feel like the run game's important i feel like you need dynamic players or you need bullies back there or both and the lions haven't had anything they've tried speed they've tried big guys they haven't had any production we've been in the bottom of Probably five or less the last decade in the run game. So let's go through the players a little bit. on Johnson is the returning guy. He's from Auburn. He came in here. Everybody was all excited. Like, oh, on Johnson, he had a great college career. They got him in the second round. He showed flashes right away. Guy's been injured. You know, he had injury history in high school and college. Everybody's real frustrated with that. This dude's wearing a knee brace that probably goes from the top of his leg down to his ankle now, which really worries me because you can't have that big of a leg brace and be able to do what you need to do with the running back position. He can catch the ball. he He can run it pretty good. He's an upright runner, but everybody's kind of soured on him here in Detroit a little bit, but we're hoping that this year he can come back and get back to what he was early on his rookie year. But there's definitely concerns. You go to DeAndre Swift, the guy you talked about out of Georgia. This kid is so silky smooth. When you watch him, he can run, he can catch the things he does like he has a burst benny that i haven't seen in many running backs when he gets the ball either from shotgun or they they turn around and hand it to him those first couple yards boom he just hits it hard and he's up through into the linebackers before you know it he's got shake he's got ability I'm really excited. I think they're going to bring him along slow. I think that you may not see the best from Swift right away, which might frustrate people, but I think it might not be too long before they push carry on, you know, down easily into that second peg. And hey, Swift's coming out with the starters. He's playing the majority of the snaps. They're using him on all three downs. That's kind of how I see it. The next three guys down the board, Bo Scarborough. He's a big old back from Alabama. He came in here last year off the scrap heap and did some nice things. He's got a little pop. He, he, he had some good runs as well. I like Bo. I just don't think he's an incredible running back at the next level. But if you can fit him in as your 3-4, hey, I, I love that. You you go after Bo. We've got Ty Johnson. This is the guy the Lions took in probably the fifth round, I want to say, out of Maryland. He's got crazy speed. He's got crazy hair. Uh, this big old curly fro that he has. I mean, this this offseason, he's pushing Jeeps uh, during his offseason workouts. But he's only had like one or two runs his whole career here that were worth anything. Other than that, he's been very disappointing, except for a random practice in July where you'll hear about Ty Johnson taking one to the house. but That obviously doesn't count. But he's got some talent as well. And then they got this new kid. Jason Huntley out of New Mexico State. They took him in the fifth round as well. Late in the fifth round, 173 overall. Jason Huntley has crazy speed. We're talking 4'2"-ish you know, type speed, four three. Um, he can catch the football. They they want him to be the home run hitter. So we'll see what he has. I mean New Mexico State's like, what have they ever done, right? They're not the you baby, but they're they're new they're, they're Mexico. Not the you. You know me. <laughs> they're not new they're <laughs> New Mexico. And uh, but this kid has some talent. You go watch his highlights and they're pretty they're pretty impactful. I didn't love the draft pick, but the more you read about him he seems like he might be that speed back they need. So we got speed in Ty Johnson and Huntley. We got a big back that can pound you a little bit in, in Bo Scarborough. And then we got the two cats up top, which in my opinion, it's going to be swift at number one. Carry on is going to bump down to that number two. And I think the Lions are finally going to be able to run the football and do it at a high level, which I've been waiting for since I've been a fan, oh, which is going yeah, on, you know, and a that's long time. Why I
0: wanted now. to ask you about that position, yeah. Because we we've talked about the receivers. I think Matthew Stafford is an excellent quarterback in this league. But if you don't have that running back to complement everything that you have on the outside and a quarterback, our teams are going to just say, you know, look, I'd rather for you to just run the ball because you don't have a great running back anyway. And so, you know, I mean. Like I said, I, I just know about this kid from Georgia, and I, I'm waiting to see if he could come in. And like you said, we haven't had since that good old number 20. And so I, I'm, I'm looking for to hear that, that, that lion roar.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I, uh, I'm with hmm. you. I think you will see it. Uh, I hope I gave you a good overview there. Um, you know, look forward, look, keep your eyes on Huntley, you know, her here, her, see what he can do. Um, also, you know, I'm curious to see if carry on can stay on the football field. That's going to be the most important for them to be able to have more than one guy, but you know, we'll see what, what Swift ceiling yeah. is. No doubt about it. So um, good stuff there. Let, let's do a few more quick things before we get out of here. Maybe a little rapid fire on some of these last couple questions I had for you. Um, I'm, I'm real curious about it. film study, Benny. Like, I you hear all these guys? Oh, we're in the film room all day every day. You know, I'm I'm I got all these guys' tendencies. My my general question to you is, you know, how much did you focus on on film study? And is it really that detailed that we often hear, like where you're just spending hours in there and you know everything about everything on the football field, or is it maybe a little bit more basic and and you let your instincts and things take over at times?
0: Well, for for a lot of the Non-athletic players. I, I'm going to put it that way because I had both athleticism and I definitely like to watch the game, especially uh when I was rooming with uh, William White. We used to watch a lot of film together. And so the thing is, when you're playing safety, I used to tell people all the time, I can line up my corners to make me look good and make them look good. And as a safety, you want to be able to line up through film study, every offensive coordinator—see, people like to talk about the quarterbacks. Every offensive coordinator has tendencies. On third down, you 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 kind of kind of pick up, you know, what tendencies they like. And so, if you can win the battle, because football is almost like a chess game, if you can win the battle of the mind game before the ball snaps you know you look at what what as a safety now you look at what you're coming to line up in if they're coming in a, in a, in a two two set a three one set now you're gonna know on down the distances what tendencies this coach likes to do and so if you can eliminate half of what you know the dummy stuff is then now uh, your 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 athletic instinct kicks in. Well, you don't have to be worried about 100% of what, what they're trying to give me. Now, you've eliminated half of that. And so that allows your athleticism to take over. So film study is very important, very important, because like I said, it's, it's, it's a chess game.
1: OK, interesting. Uh, as a follow up to that, the Lions defense last couple of years have been called out for being easy to identify, you know, uh, other offenses. Oh, man, we know we know what coverage you're in. Oh, we, we we know exactly what you're doing before you even do it. We we even know what your what your audible calls are when when your middle linebackers change in place. I mean, did you have complex calls or or was it pretty co- pretty simplistic you, you did mention earlier you had three co- three coverages which i thought was tremendous that you laid it out that way but um you know did you keep it pretty simple or did you change it up so the other teams couldn't couldn't figure out what you're doing
0: no well the, the problem is with what we had i mean the first i mean we had the same problem the first two years with the lions because they they knew that if they change, let's say a tight end from the left to the right, I will move over with that tight end. Okay? And so you, you're kind of predictable when you, when it comes to that. But when William White got into the starting lineup, we didn't have to do that. When you have safeties and corners that can play equally as well on both sides of the field, you don't have to play but left and right side. So the chess game between the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator continues. If he moves a receiver from the left side of the field to the right side of the field, but the safeties don't move, we're still playing left and right. You don't really know what coverage you are playing. But if that safety has to move over because they moved one person over, then like, okay, well, these guys are predictable as usual. And so those are the <laughs> things that you have to do and I don't know in today's game uh a, a, a lot of these guys you know in my opinion they're more than athletic enough I don't know if the left brain and the right brain is 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 equally as well cuz I mean you <laughs> got you got a lot of guys that just only like to play on the left side of the field I don't know why that is but you know cuz if once you have taken that away and you say okay look I can I'm going to man to man. I don't care if Jerry Rice is going to line up on the right side. I'm going with Jerry Rice because I know this is my guy. I don't care what nobody else say. This is my guy. You move to the other side of the field. And so these are the chess games that we have to get. You know, in, in our secondary, where guys can play left, right. You don't move. I ain't going to move. If something, you drop down in the box, you're going to play run support there, and I'm going go to middle of the field. Those things, you know, have, have to be ironed out during practice so you know a guy's strength and you know their weaknesses.
1: All right. Well, like I say, we'll have to talk about that more sometime because that does interest me. And I'd love to know about some of the cat and mouse that happens on the field back back in your day and, and maybe some of the things we're trying to do here in the current game or maybe some things you pick up when you're watching the uh, Lions games this year of, hey, I noticed this, they were trying to do this, but, you know, Tracy Walker did this and it really helped out the defense. So we'll, we'll chat more about it. Benny, I got one last question for you here on the show, but it's probably the biggest question we've kind of talked about on other shows. We might as well leave the people with this. I'm looking at my calendar right now. We're about one month to the day uh, for the Lions to take on the Chicago Bears in Ford Field. I, I want to know from you. We've talked a lot about the Lions getting over the hump and winning. What exactly does this team need to do to do that this season?
0: What it, what are they gonna have to do to get over the hump? Yeah believe in every guy in that locker room. See, it's a difference when you talk about what well, I trust my teammate. Trust and belief comes from your heart. It's not something that you spew out of your mouth. If I've gone over something a hundred times during practice and I trust and believe that he's gonna do it 90% of the time correctly because in football you always have that that margin of error but if i can trust that he's gonna do it and we're on the same page 90 plus percent of the time then i know you got my back and so when it comes down when we play the chicago bears opening weekend every time we play the chicago bears it comes down to what quarter fourth Fourth quarter. quarter quarter Oh, yeah. Fourth quarter, every single year. Now, am I going to trust you? That's going to be the deciding factor of whether we get over this hump or not this year. Can we trust and believe with our whole heart that my brother man is going to get it done?
1: I love it. That's what it's going to take. I love it. I'm sure that fires up the people. We got to have the the, the players got to have trust in each other. They got to work hard together. They got to believe. I don't know if that was a promo for the show or if, or if that was uh what they need to do, but I think it's both. They they need to B-L-E-A-V in themselves, and they need to listen to Believe in Lions and hear all this good stuff you're pouring out every week here on the show.
0: Yeah. I, I, look Like I said, I get over the hump. Get over the hump. Get over the hump.
1: It's going to happen this year. No doubt about it. So, all right, Benny, we'll, we'll close it up there. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K, O-K-R-I-E. I Um I will put stuff out during the week. Hashtag ask Benny. You got to send in those questions. I screen those questions. If they're good enough to ask the uh, hard hit and safety, I'll bring it to them. If they're not, Hey, you know, try again. Um, you can find Benny at Benny blades, 36, um, hit us up on all those social medias. Give us a follow, as well as hit that subscribe button on the show. Benny, I I just want to give it to definitely you one more time. Go ahead.
0: No, I I want people to definitely hit me up on the show. Send in all of your pertinent questions because I want to see what the what, what the what the Lions fans have to ask Benny Blaze. Send those questions in.
1: No doubt. We're going to get that going. And Benny, this is just a service to you to end the show in case you don't get this here in the fall. I just want to give it to you
0: one more time. You're trying to kill me, Derek. Derek, look, 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 look. You're trying to kill me, aren't you? But Benny, <laughs> you got I got, I, I got well, good I news. I'll tell
1: you what. I got good news. We're, we're going to hear this a that? lot.
0: Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Carry on my wayward side. Cornbread, cornbread, cornbread. Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions.
1: We're going to hear this. We're going to hear a lot of Detroit Lions sound bites, even though you might not get this. (laughs) All right, you, you got anything else before we get up out of here?
0: No, Derek, you just killed me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I, I hope I, I hope we get football. I believe well, At least
0: at least I'm going to hear i I'm, I'm going to hear the guy with the with the helmet on the side of the Lions go down go fast <laughs> down the field. I'm yeah. going to hear him on Sundays and I'm you, also going to hear that you sound every Saturday. So, it's not a question about how I'm going to be feeling every time I talk to you on Wednesday. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you one
1: more soundbite, but you got to give me, you're talking about, uh, I think his name's Theo or the guy that sings the theme song. You've been hitting the people with some gold lions. So I'll give you one more cane soundbite, but you got to give us your patented gold lions. So here you go. This might be the last time for the whole year that you hear this. (laughs) What do you got? You got to go lions to get us out of here. No, no, here it is.
0: Go Lions!
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, Benny. You and that guy are brothers from another mother, man. You you nailed that every time. That That's <laughs> tremendous. So, uh, everybody, hit us up. Thank you for listening to the show. Another fun show here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. Uh, take care. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next Thursday right here on Believe and Lions. Take care. We're out.
0: I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys. I'm going to darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.